Hey you, welcome to our podcast. My name is Keely Fernandez and I started the First Cup group. We are so glad that you are here. I don't know how you found this. I don't know if somebody shared this with you. You may know me personally, or you may be in our First Cup group over on Facebook. I'm just so glad you're here. I hope this episode inspires you. I hope it encourages you, maybe just lifts you up today. I hope that the Lord just speaks to you through me, my friends. I hope you just really feel uplifted today. Have a great day and enjoy this episode. All right, you guys, well, welcome to today, tonight, this morning, wherever, whatever time you're listening. <laughs> um, I just wanted to, we're, we're in a series right now. Uh, we're talking about money and um, I've had my dad on. I've had my sweet friend Carmen on. We've talked about some not so fun things, some great things. We've had light bulb moments. And um, today I just wanted to introduce you guys to, gosh, my people. I love these people so much. <laughs> and um, if my husband was in here, he's watching my kid right now, but if he was in here, he would speak volumes of these people as well. Um, but I just want to introduce you to my friends, uh, Andrew and Alicia Youngblood, the Youngbloods. Yes. Um, they sound more hood than <laughs> if they are. are. Yeah, we're super <laughs> white. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> super um, not hood. Yes. So <laughs> these are my people. And today, uh, we are going to talk about giving and it is something that some of you might have even saw that word and said, I really don't want to listen to that because I feel guilty. <laughs> um, some of you are like, Hey, you know what? Let's jump in. Um, so I, I'm really excited about this topic. Um, you know, in the, in the Bible, it does say, um, it is more blessed or blessed to give than it is to receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, we, me and my husband have really experienced that, um, you know, if you, you're listening to this and you're having some money issues and you're just like, I, I, maybe you have some greed issues. Maybe you have some <laughs> lack of money issues. Maybe you've got just some money issues. Yeah. Um, you know, that verse, it just speaks volumes, you know, blessed is, mm. um, to give than it mm-hmm. is to receive. And, and in Proverbs 28, verse 27, um, it says, whoever gives to the poor will not want. And mm. so if you're, if you're feeling that just greed, I want you to go back to that verse and just write it down leave it on your heart. Um, whoever gives to the poor will not want. And so yeah, that's good. And not saying that Andrew and Alicia are poor, not so <laughs> at all, but giving just speaks volumes and yeah. it will change your relationship with the Lord. It will change your relationship with people around you. It will change your relationship with your church. It's just such a big step. Um, and I'm so pumped to be able to have my friends here to just talk about this. And so Andrew and Alicia, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Yeah, so I'm Alicia, and Andrew. I'm Andrew. Yeah, he's Andrew, um, and uh, we've man, we met through Chi Alpha. That's actually how we met Keely. Um, Andrew and Josiah were already friends, but um, they were, they they knew each other for a long time. They like played in a in a band together. Yep. Andrew used to tell people that Josiah was like fifteen, fifteen and actually single. Like nineteen and twenty. Yeah, I and like I don't know if you ever heard the story of us being at the girls' prison and and him playing. Oh my God. And then, doesn't he sing so good for a fourteen-year-old? And all the girls are like, oh, 
Because wasn't it like a juvenile? Like yeah, it was, it was like, a juvenile yeah, yeah. prison. Yeah. That makes it a little less creepy. Girl, it was a girl's prison. Oh no. Girl's prison, yeah. Kids. Oh, <laughs> uh, in so, love. Dude, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we've been youth, friends for a long every, yeah, time. Yeah, we've been friends for a long time. We've known Keely and Joe. We went to college together at Angelo State and we're involved in Chi Alpha there, which is a campus ministry mm -hmm. that is just on the campus of Angelo State and other universities. There's like over 300 around the nation. And, mm -hmm. um, and all just, over the world too. We, the world, I was just talking yeah. to a guy who's doing basically Chi Alpha in Guatemala and is about to Ooh, go back out Guatemala. there. Guatemala. Yeah. 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 And so we met through that and then, um, and I was a, I was a student leader in that and came to college, loved Jesus, um, grew up with the Lord and, um, and came to college and was really wondering like, how do you do this whole college and Jesus thing? Because isn't college just about partying? Yeah. Um, but I really wanted to stay close to Jesus and then found Chi Alpha and just, um, I think the biggest thing that I caught was just this idea that God invites us along on his mission. Like, I don't think that I had ever in my life been okay. told like, we have an opportunity to be a part of what God does in this world. And um, whether you're 18, okay. 19, 25, 50, like, you know, 12, God wants us to be a part of that. And so that was so awesome for me and such a catalyst for my faith to kind of like experience okay. the mission of God and experience what it's like to, to reach people that are my peers and friends and classmates. And so it's huge for me. And then uh, Andrew, yeah, it's I a mean, different story. But. Yeah, her story is the literal opposite of mine. We don't have time, and this is not therapy. So, um, <laughs> but but yeah, just uh, ran, grew up in church, ran from God, uh, was kind of involved in Chi Alpha and the church during my college years, but was not sold out to Jesus whatsoever. But mm -hmm. the guy who ran Chi Alpha at Angelo State loved me anyway. And uh, a couple years after college, uh, just finally recognized how Jesus pursued me. Um, mm. then that season and got right with God and within a year or so met Alicia and then about 16 months later we got married and and then we we're praying a crazy prayer God will do whatever you ask us to do as long as it's in Colorado God and, <laughs> and, not hot, and he said you know? Fort Worth and so we, <laughs> we, we I left an IT career that I'd been in basically nine years like all through college and four years after college and then Alicia taught for a couple years uh, in Irving Texas but we ended up re-pioneering the Chi Alpha chapter here at Texas Christian University in Fort Worth. Go Frogs! Go Frogs Woo! and um, <laughs> and yeah and so we have a little we have a little boy named Asher he's a little over four we have a little girl named Lily who's over two just over two two and a half and then a little boy on the way yeah! Judah <laughs> And uh, we've just been on this crazy campus ministry adventure for eight eight years now, going into our ninth year and our eighth year at TCU. So yeah, Dang. we're just super blessed to be able to do what we do. Yeah, it's awesome. It's super fun. I can't believe it's been eight years. I know. What? Right? Right? <laughs> I agree. I agree. What? <laughs> I know, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. I just, man, I love you guys. Um. And here's the deal. Those of you who are listening, you're about to hear some power today. Uh, these oh, people no. speak power. I'm telling you, I'm claiming it, claiming it right no now. No Anytime I'm in the presence of Andrew or Alicia, and those of you who know Andrew and Alicia, you know, I'm telling you, I, can, I bet I can guarantee there are people out there right now that have their notebooks out in their pens because they're like, oh, shoot, Andrew and Alicia, here we go. There's going to be power out of their mouths today. And so get ready. Um, and those, I want to do just a little special shout out here. Um, you've heard the words college ministry, TCU. Listen, 
if you have children that you just sent off to college, specifically at TCU, these yeah. are the people you need to get plugged into. Yes. These are the people right here that are seriously in love with these students. Um, and I just, I can't even say it enough. All three of us met the Lord. I mean, mm -hmm. re-met the Lord or the Lord mm -hmm. has spoken to us, has yeah. changed our life in college ministry. Yes. It's been a huge factor in our lives. Mm -hmm. And if you just sent your kid off to college, man, I would, I would just encourage you to get tell them get plugged in i know it's weird coming from a parent but <laughs> encourage it encourage the heck out of it if you're listening to this and you're in college get plugged in to your yes. college ministry if yes. you're at tcu you better be looking up andrew and alicia <laughs> tcu chi alpha right now yes. this yes. is man this is such a such a huge moment i think one of the reasons why i love college ministry so much and parents just close your ears is because you know parents weren't always involved at this yeah. point, you know yeah. they're like we're done with you and you get to watch kids literally sink or swim and you're like oh mm -hmm. lord have mercy um and you get to walk with them through that and go okay yeah. and so um parents you want to know people like this because or I'm, we're on a video so i'm gonna Point that way. Um, but you want to know people like this because you want to know that these people love your kids and they're going to mm -hmm. take care of your kids. And so just, I can't reiterate that enough. Get plugged into your college ministry, specifically if you've got a Chi Alpha in your area, specifically if you're in TCU, um, yes. go yes. find Chi Alpha. Okay. So um, tell us a little bit, tell us the story of when God called you guys to go to TCU. Um, this is one of my favorite stories. I remember being in a church and we were at a, uh, was it SLA maybe? Like yeah, a, leader, a leadership, like a leadership retreat. Yeah. retreat. Mm -hmm. And um, I just remember like, I feel like we had just woken up. Maybe not. I, this is literally how I remember it in my mind. I was sleeping on the ground on a sleeping bag and I remember yeah. waking up or being, you know, present. And uh, people were like, let's go, let's roll. If you want to come, we're about to go pray over this campus. And I thought, what the heck is happening? And Andrew and Lisa were like leading the crowd and a bunch of people followed them. And they're like, we're, we're going to go pray. And in that moment, I don't know what was going on in the brains of these people. But in that moment, I thought, man, the Lord's doing something right now. Like the Lord yeah. is literally doing something right now. And it wasn't like it was such a spiritual moment where we were like, Oh Lord, it was literally like happening so fast that I was yeah. like, Oh, the Lord yeah. is right now. And people are following. And it was so cool to be able to watch that, but they have such a special story, um, how the Lord called them. So please share that with us. Yeah. So we are like fresh off of the wedding boat. Like we are like two <laughs> weeks married, I think mm -hmm. at this point. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm about to graduate. I'm about to graduate with a teaching degree and Andrew's working. And we're just got like a few months before, like when we had gotten engaged, we were like, Hey Lord, whatever you want us to do, we'll do it. Like at this point, we're kind of thinking going into, you know, just regular jobs and me being a teacher, Andrew being IT, plugging in at the church and just loving people and making disciples. But we were like, Hey Lord, if you want us to do ministry, we're down, um, whatever you want. And uh, so fast forward, you know, like six months and we're at this conference. And, uh, and I remember it's like, this guy goes down, uh, the area director and he's like, Hey, TCU, like doesn't have a campus pastor. And we so, were in Fort Worth at the time. Yeah. So, we yeah that, Fort Worth. that retreat was in Fort Worth. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so he's like, Hey, TCU doesn't have a campus pastor. Like we need students to transfer to TCU to reach people because people need to be reached at TCU. And, uh, and I remember just being like, huh, 
interesting. And like after service, we went up and we started, we just asked him some questions. We're like, Hey, tell us about the university. And, uh, and he starts talking about it and just like the need, there's been like a turnover, like of a different pastor every, like literally in the history of the past, probably 30 years at TCU, there's never been anyone that stayed more than like two or three years tops, just this revolving door of people because it's a different campus. It's a hard campus. It's private. It's highly Greek, like 55% Greek life sorority fraternity. It's just a different campus. And, uh, and Andrew and I looked at each other, like we didn't even talk and we're like, Oh shoot we're supposed to go and so like we're like we didn't even talk and we're like okay yeah right um so we're like all right let's go just you and me we're not going to tell anyone we're going to go prayer walk campus and just kind of see we're going to walk separately we're going to just pray and see what the Lord would have us do and I'm like mad at this point I I feel like when God tells me something I get mad I don't that's kind of like my mo is I'm like no God no and and then he has to like talk me into it but um so I'm like no I love Angela State like these are my friends like my people my church like I've already got a job offer. I, I know, you know, and, uh, and then we, uh, we went and prayer walked and just, I remember that night at service, I was like, okay, Lord, like, cause I just felt, I was like, this is where wow. we're supposed to be. And I remember that night at service, I was like, Lord, um, if you want me to go, if you want us to go, I want you to send one person with us. I want you to put it on someone else's heart at Angelo state that they're supposed to go with us. And, uh, and I'm like crying cause I don't want to do it. And you know, and then like we go and we have this little powwow thing. Cause that's what campus mm. ministries do. Mm. And they're in, we're in a powwow in like that evening and it's super late. And our campus pastor was like, there's like probably 20, 30 of us sitting around the circle. And our campus pastor was like, Hey, I don't know what's going on here, but I feel like maybe someone's feeling called to TCU. And I remember, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, looking at everybody I'm, gonna, I'm just, I just sink into the chair. I'm like, uh, and I remember, here's it? the crazy thing, right? It was, it's not me. So I'm just like watching. I'm like, all right, Lord, like, and seven people stood up, yeah, like legit those. seven. And I just start bawling. Like, I just, I remember I'm in the chair, like, <laughs> like ugly cry. Like, dang it. I asked for one and you gave seven. Like, I can't That's in the Bible, this. right? That's in the Bible completion. somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, the next morning, like, we just, I remember they prayed over us and they were like, hey, like, we're going to go to campus in the morning. That was the early morning thing that you're talking about. Yeah. That was when I woke up. Yeah. Hey, where's everyone going? Day. <laughs> yeah. where's everyone going? What, what's um, happening? <laughs> So we loaded up a van and went and prayer walked campus. And then it was just a whirlwind from there. Um, yeah, I mean, just really quickly, uh, that was the a, one, a weekend in April, the very next weekend. So, so um, and we'll get into this probably, or, or a part of when Chi Alpha is, is uh, affiliated with the Assemblies of God and the way that Assemblies of God does missions. And we're considered a missions outreach to the secular university campus. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like, and in our hearts, the secular university, American university campus is the most strategic mission field in the world. Okay. We'll go into that yet, but, yeah. <laughs> but, we were, but it's missions. And so the way that the, the structure of the assemblies of God is, is that if you're a missionary, you go and you raise your funds. You don't get a salary from a, an organization, but you go and you approach individuals and yeah. churches and family and all that kind of stuff. And they give monthly to, to see you do this. So we're going from an IT career job, you know, great. That's all the things. And yeah. then Alicia, you know, going to get this uh, teaching job. And, uh, and so part Perfect. of that call is like, oh, this is a massive step of faith too. Yeah. So, but we go, we, we pray. So the very next weekend, right after that, we felt the call. I went and went to support raising training. And then literally a month later, we had raised the, the, the money that we needed to go to do the internship. And so we did a year of the internship at University of North Texas in Denton, and then came in and launched Chi Alpha 
at TCU. And spoiler alert or shocker, actually one of the girls that went on Prayer Walk campus with her, her name uh, with us was Kimber Sides. She's now Kimber Crumrine. She serves on our staff. She's been on our staff for six, six years, years now, now, starting her seventh year. Uh, two of our wonderful friends that also Prayer Walked, they're married. They have a couple of kids, uh, Marty and Jasmine Love. They've been a part of our support team. They were some of our best friends that moved to Fort Worth right around the same time. And so like the Lord brought those people that came and prayed, which was amazing. And so we launched this ministry. One of the things that God showed us was that, um, you know, if you're going to come, you you have to be willing to stay. You have to be willing to plant roots, right? Because there was this rotation of people. And so here we are, this is, we're starting our eighth year here. And um, no plans of going anywhere. Yeah, we're here. God's, Amazing. Yeah, God's been super faithful, and uh, it's it's been awesome. But one thing that happened, you mentioned this before we started recording. One of the things that during the internship year, uh, we went and we took a picture at TCU, looking over the, overlooking the Commons area at TCU. There's like this balcony on the at the Union, and, and it's beautiful lawn. If you go prayer walk TCU, everyone feels called because it's just beautiful. <laughs> it's I mean, really pretty. You look at it, it's like who would not? <laughs> There's flowers everywhere. Um, <laughs> but so we have this picture, and I took this picture. I was praying one day during the internship year, and I had this vision of that, and it was weird because like when I looked at, and I don't have these all the time. I mean, it's not like this was something that was bizarre, but I looked at it, and in the picture, I was old. Um, Alicia, for some reason, was the same age. It was really interesting. It's like But I was old, and and then, but then behind us in this, in the picture, it was an empty lawn, this massive lawn. But in in the vision, it was full of people, and it was like little kids, and it was old people and young, and it was just people that I didn't know or recognize. And the Lord just showed me in that moment, like this is going to be the legacy of what God is going to do at TCU through Chi Alpha. And I, I remember seeing like a guy that I had actually won to the Lord at UNT and baptized at UNT. And he was there, but he was married and he had kids there with him. And it was like, this is the legacy of what God is going to do through your obedience into this ministry. And the crazy thing is he just got married. This kid just got married. They're expecting their first kid. Mm-hmm. And so I'm actually seeing some of the, That's the fruit right, of that vision. But, cool. but yeah, just the Lord's just been really faithful. And, and we're believing that when we are old, um, that God will let us see that lawn full of people. Yeah. Whose Dude, lives have been heck there. yes. Yeah, I believe that. That's so cool. That is seriously one of my favorite. That God is so good. That's seriously one of my favorite stories. I love it so much. I love it. Yes. I love it. Okay. So um, with this, and, and you guys just talked about this a little bit, you know, you go from the plan, the American dream of yes. income, income, yeah. so nice. Savings, Flourish, 401k, savings. all the stuff. Yeah. Wow. To, hey, <laughs> you got to do this on your own. What? Um, and so... Speaking of just the hard realizations or even just the hardest part, I know this is such a broad question, but what would you say is the hardest part about college ministry? And remember, some, we may have parents that are listening. We may have kids that are going to college. One day we'll go to college listening to this. Um, so what is the hardest part to you guys about college ministry? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that for me, it's uh, it's definitely like, although it's amazing in some ways, it's also really sad because it's like, man, you've got four years with these kids if they meet you as freshmen. But, um, otherwise it's like, it's so awesome to be along the journey with them and like seeing them experience their faith, helping develop them, you know, like sitting over coffee 
talking about Jesus, talking about the Bible, some of them reading the Bible for the first time, and you're just watching their faith grow. You're watching them fall in love with Jesus. You're watching mm-hmm. them, you know, become more like him, all this stuff. And then it's like, there's this point where it's like, dude, you love the Lord. Like you love Jesus. You are rocking it. You're reaching other people, you know, maybe leading a small group and investing in other people. Like you get your relationship with Jesus. You get reaching out to our na- our world and our nation and your peers. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, bye. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's so sad. It's like, and you just can't, the, one of the hard things is you can't maintain relationship with all of them. Yeah, like you just can't fully like, so when we're with them on campus, we're like meeting weekly. We're like hanging out, we're doing life. I'm like, Hey, here are my kids. They're chaos. Enjoy, <laughs> you know, like we're sharing life with them. We're trying to, mm. and then it's like, they graduate and you send off these kids that you love. Like love 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 and and they've become sisters and brothers and and then some of us already call call us mom and dad yeah yeah we're like um i would have been eight when i had you but what else you know it's fine um but yeah so it's like and and you send them off and you just hope like lord let this stick you know like let when i'm gone and that was something early on is like how do we get them to listen to Jesus, not Alicia and Andrew? Because we want this to last for you. We want you mm. to stay connected to Jesus. And and sometimes, like honestly, a lot of times there have been people that have gone off and like they're still thriving. It's and it's like, yes, that's the goal, right? Yeah. And there's other people that it's super hard because you watch them like start to fall. You start yeah. like college and then they never get plugged into a church. And mm. you know, and it's like, oh dude, you were a rock star in college ministry, but we failed you because you're not yeah. still walking with Jesus. I think that's the hardest thing is like being a pastor and recognizing that you're a pastor for this really short season Mm. and and trying to do all you can in that time that you have Mm. them to really get them solid in their faith with the lord but still also it's kind of like parents honestly so the same sending them off and by the time you're done like seriously by the time y'all send your kids they're like okay bye (laughs) see ya (laughs) we know what the separation feels like get out of here exactly exactly. we've experienced this many many times (laughs) right yeah so I'd say for me that's probably the hardest probably the hardest thing for me is watching the kids that were like me wow um and knowing what God wants for them and watching them make silly decisions and um not not follow Jesus and and make mistakes that they're probably going to regret um (laughs) you know and that make make decisions that are bad and all the things I did right all the Andrews are hard for me and yeah. what I know, though, is because Lennon, who was my campus pastor, he loved me, he fought for me, invested in mm-hmm. me, discipled me, even when I was a pain to be around, even when I was mean to him, you know, all the things, right? I was awful. Yeah. Um, I was the hardest person to minister to because I was this church, this bitter church kid, right? Yeah. And now we have them in this ministry. But what I remember is that Lennon fought for me, even though I was like that. And mm-hmm. so you're looking at someone who's making poor decisions and treating you poorly and going like, but listen, I'm, we do, we are going to send you off and yeah. it may be four years after you leave when it finally clicks. But if I don't put in the work now so that you see Jesus, then it may or may not click for you, but it's hard that delayed gratification of like, yeah. I'm going to sow, I'm going to pour into yeah. you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to treat you like a brother. And then, and I'm just going to hope that yeah. even if it doesn't happen now, it'll happen sometime. And you don't always know how that'll go, but you know, we have gotten calls, you know, two, yeah. three years later. And it's like, dude, it's you changed my life, man. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, oh, thank you. you know? Oh, cool. Oh, it's good to know. Good to know. <laughs> Thanks. 
<laughs> you're like I can sleep thank you thank you so much oh my gosh uh, I was just thinking when you're talking is man that's how Jesus probably felt with the disciples oh, man yes. we just get a kick in the pants of man Jesus this is how he you feel know. even yeah. with us you know I mean yeah. but can you imagine walking with him with all those disciples asking the dumbest questions and you're like oh my gosh you get to live that yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. that's exciting just like jesus with a lot of them it's after we're gone or they're yes. gone that it actually clicks yeah yes. they click hey thanks so much remember that one time a long time ago when you were preaching about really yeah. sweet thank you thank you so much awesome okay um tell us a few stories that stick out of where you were just in awe of the lord um maybe some student stories or maybe just in your personal lives with, you know, between you, your marriage, whatever, tell us just some stories where, you know, while being campus ministers, where did you see the Lord? Like, oh, I love these types of stories. So I'm, I'm here for it. If we yeah, go think, all night telling these stories, yeah. we'll do it. I don't care. <laughs> well, we have a few of them, but okay. one that comes to mind that happened recently, just over the last year, we do this uh, wild thing um, called late night pancakes where we go yes. post up outside of a dorm and serve pancakes from like 11 p.m. to 2 or 3 a.m. or whatever. And we'd usually okay. do it, we do it on a Thursday night, which is the party night here at TCU. So we're trying to get, we're like, we're actively going, pursuing the drunks, pursuing, you know what I mean? Carve them up, Carve slow them down, up. slow down yes. the liquor, you know? I love so, it. Um, Parents are to, so excited right now. Yeah. They're like, thank you. <laughs> to, be, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not a night owl. I like to uh, go to bed early. No. And mm. so that is a, miserable i mean it's so much fun <laughs> but very often miserable time chugging caffeine yeah, like coffee mainlining coffee but yep. one, recently uh last year we did we did one and this guy just strolls up to the, the pancakes he wasn't drunk or anything but he just walks out of his dorm which we were right outside his dorm he comes out and um I end up talking to him while i'm making pancakes and uh he's just kind of like yeah man i sort of grew up catholic but not really following jesus I don't really understand even what that would mean, um, but he was in a fraternity and stuff like that. But I, I, um, I think I want to try it. And I was like, "Hey, so give me your number, man. Let's <laughs> let's hang out." His I'm name's begging. Trey. Um, wow. Yeah, we gave him pancakes, and so a couple of days later, I met up with them, and it was the most awkward meeting. It was so weird because he didn't know me, and it was like two a.m. But he, it was weird because. I could tell his heart was ready. So this was, a, wow. this is the God thing, right? Like he randomly yep. comes up, no one, I mean, there's maybe a few people around him that are really following Jesus, but he starts asking questions like, how different am I going to have to be wow. if I follow Jesus? And I just feel the Lord saying like, I don't know, man, as a different as Jesus wants you to be. Like <laughs> he did say, take up your cross. He said, did say, deny yourself. It does say you'll be a new creation. Nice. I don't know what that means for you, but it's going to cost everything <laughs> because Jesus gave everything. Right. Dang. And I, I just remember it being super awkward because it seemed like that's not what he wanted to hear. It's like, <laughs> am I going to be boring and lame? That's what he was asking. Yeah. 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 So long story short, the dude plugs into one of our life groups, but also comes across a couple of other people that start discipling from, from him, from another ministry on campus. Wow. And he gives his life to Jesus um, he, he is a different guy. The guys in his fraternity that were his roommates are like, who are you? And what did you do with our friend? You know, but yes. like he's impacting yeah, right. them. And like this past Easter, you know, COVID's going on, but he jumps on Instagram and straight preaches the gospel on Instagram stories 
for like 15, 20 minutes. Like he went for it and just said like, <laughs> guys, listen, if you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you because I'm different. Jesus changed my wow. life. And, and I have to tell you about it. And so, I mean, from pancakes, pancakes. Easter, it's insane. Like God, it was a crazy story. And he's still following Jesus today. I'm wow. still, still part of Chi Alpha and being yeah. discipled by guys. So it's, it's That's awesome. so cool. Yeah. And I would, uh, I would add that, you know, like the reality is like, we're talking about giving and mm-hmm. giving often mm-hmm. is associated with finances. Right. But like yeah. the reality is like, we're not these amazing, I mean, Keely has made us sound like amazing they people, but are. we're not like these amazing, super special or anything like that. We're just people that are loving on people. Mm-hmm. And that's our job. Good. Like that's, that's Good. our full-time job. But the reality is all of us are called to this. All of us that's can good. be a part of this by giving of our time, by giving yeah. of our energy, by, by loving people. Well, we can be a part of these stories mm-hmm. if, if we'll reach out and we'll do, and we'll give of ourselves because the reality is it's hard. Like it's hard, especially some of you guys, I'm a mom. Keely, I know you're a mom, you know, like when you're mm-hmm. in the parent mode or when you're in the full-time work mode or you're in the newlywed mode or COVID or and COVID, you're in the yeah, mode, COVID. And you're like, I don't I mean, know how to be a mom and answer questions on the phone. My kids poop right? in the bathroom. I can't yeah. help you with their class <laughs> ring. I'm sorry. Like that's torture. Heck? Yes. People are crazy. Dude. And, and everyone, there's always a state, whatever stage of life you're in, it's always yeah. hard to give up yourself. Uh, but the reality is like, when you do that, you have the opportunity to be a part of really cool things. Yeah. Um, one girl that I, that came to mind when you asked that is a girl named Drea that, um, she was involved in our ministry a couple years ago. And, um, she met Jesus through college ministry, uh, mm. got saved, really had never encountered him, grew immensely in her faith. And so like, she encounters us like just barely, barely saved. And then like, I just discipled her and, and we, we read the Bible. Like she learned more about Jesus growing immensely, sophomore year, junior year. She comes to me senior year and she's like, you know, I'm just watching other people and, and she's a super analytical like person. Mm-hmm. She's like the personality that's like thinking everything and she's not super emotional. Um, and she was like, you know, I just, everyone else like has these experiences with God that I've never had. Like I've never had this mountaintop experience. I've never had this like wow. weeping on the floor experience. And I just wonder, is it even real? And should I even be doing this? Like maybe I'm just not actually maybe I don't really know God. And I'm just like sitting here like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. Like this girl that I know knows Jesus and I've invested in for three years is like, I mean, do I really know him? And I'm like, girl, this is you. Like this is your personality. You're not an emotional person. But anyways, I'm like, keeping it cool, you know, like, mm-hmm. don't blink as don't, a pastor. Don't, don't freak out. You're and I'm like, Hey, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. <laughs> so let's pray that maybe God will, uh, you know, like, Jesus encounter you. Right now. Yeah. And, uh, and it was so cool because, um, she, she was, she was really re- like, she was actually thinking of walking away from the faith. And, uh, and I'm just I'm like, Lord, please no, you know, mm-hmm. please God know this girl loves, loves you and knows you and something's going on in her mind. So she's, you know, she's testing it. And I remember she came to me a few weeks later and she was like, so I had this really weird experience. Like, I'm not going to lie. I went out partying and cause I was mad at God. Like I was, I was trying to like do my Bible and I was like, screw this, forget it. And so she gets in a, she gets, she's like, I got dressed up. I went partying. And at the end of the night, my Uber driver picks me up and he starts reading my mail. Like my Uber driver <laughs> is like, telling me like you're running from the lord aren't you like just like reading Uh, her mail like random uber driver fort worth texas picking up a girl from a bar reading like prophetically speaking over her it was just like this and she's like 
I've never had that happen before. That's I was crazy. like, well, it sounds like God's trying to reach you, girl. <laughs> and, uh, but it was so experience. cool because like, right, there's the experience. There's one. Dude. Of um, but it was so what? cool because I was like, God can do this. God can reach you like this. God can, yeah. can do this stuff. And she started, I was like, I'm going to encourage you to pray for like a really strong encounter with God to give you confidence and yeah. in, in the fact that you are God knows you, God loves you. And it's just your wiring to not be super emotional. Then she came back from Christmas break and she's like, dude, I had this moment with God in my room by myself. I'm reading Psalms and it just like, I'm wrecked. Like I have never felt the presence of God like that. And I just like kind of snapped out of it and was like, that's weird. And then I was like, whatever, I'll just keep reading. And then she was like, and then I start like crying again. Like I'm just like this powerful, powerful thing. And I was like, so I guess maybe God's real, huh? And she's like, yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah. And so it was There's like, your it was so experiences. cool. It was so that's cool so to see cool. this girl that's like thinking of walking away from faith. <sighs> like, and God just meets her in such weird and crazy things of like, oh, you think I'm not encountering you? Here you go. Um, and then, you know, like fast forward, she's three, four years graduated. She's a nurse. She loves God so much. She's further in her faith than she was when she was with us. Like she has plugged wow. into churches wherever she's gotten stationed as ah. a nurse. Like just like loves the Lord, fighting for people, like just amazing woman of God. And so it's like it's such an honor to be a part of these stories. Dude, I was just like to say, like, what yeah. the heck? Y'all get to do this all <laughs> day. And yes. you know what is so interesting about this too, I think, is you know, dealing with people, and I say dealing, that's kind of a harsh word, loving <laughs> on people and serving people yeah. and showing up for people all day and, you know, not knowing what the outcome's going to be. It may be a lose outcome and just showing up and showing up and showing up. And when you find stories like that, God, that just, it almost lights a fire again. Like mm-hmm. not only does she know that the Lord is real, but we know the Lord is real mm-hmm. because yeah. when you think, I just, I have no more energy to give out anymore. And I have no more resources. And I feel like I've walked with you this whole time. I feel like we're doing great. And then actually what is happening and it can just really weigh on you. And then you have it. You're like, God, you're not only speaking to her, but you're speaking to me knowing that, no, he is real. Like he's not going to give up on his people. Like he doesn't give up ever. And I just, you get to live that every day. Every day you get to live those stories. I just think that's amazing. And I would add one thing too, that like, you know, we aren't sitting here and we're not going to tell you the ones that have not made it. The <laughs> Andrews that went off and didn't fall in love with the Lord after they mm-hmm. left. And the people that have, you know, like we've loved on and fought for, and then they've ripped us apart in some ways. Like everybody has those stories. And so mm-hmm. if you're in the middle of that story and you're feeling like, but I'm investing in people, like we are not every one of our every one of our encounters with someone is not a win, right? Like we're trying to encourage you by telling you the cool stories. Yeah. Right. Um, but just know that for every one of our cool stories, there are a lot of heartbreaking stories too. And so don't think that like, well, I tried it this one time and the person walked away from the Lord. And so I must not be cut off. That is not true. Like Jesus didn't have a hundred percent success rate in his ministry. He was Jesus. So I would just say that like, you got to keep fighting for those cool stories mm-hmm. and don't for get sure. discouraged by the ones that don't work out great. For sure. For sure. That's good. Y'all got anything else? Any no. more stories? Y'all good? We have a lot of stories, but we'll, we'll move we'll on. Okay. Okay. We'll I just on. don't want to cut you off. Cause I'm like, <laughs> no. okay, I'm ready. I'm, give me more. No. That's great. Okay. I love it. I love it. Okay. So we have opened up just a crack, I think of God, what they're doing. 
um, what college ministry looks like, what it looks like specifically at TCU, what these, how these people love these students so much. Um, so I want you guys on the giving standpoint, on the giving side, why is it important for us to give? I mean, of course, it says it in the Bible and God wants us to give, but I want to hear it from, and there's people that maybe, I just can picture somebody driving down the road right now that is thinking, okay, but why me? You know, why, why do I have to give? Mm-hmm. What would, I mean, coming from that point of view, I mean, like, I want to hear why I need to give from somebody like you guys. So tell yeah. me, yeah. why is it important to give? Well, I mean, so ultimately, right, giving was God's idea. Mm. Not to Jesus juke, but I'm Jesus juke in here, guys. <laughs> hey, he's giving, giving is, giving and we're was, done. Yeah, <laughs> it's his idea, right? I mean, mm. everything culminates in Jesus and John three sixteen, and maybe this is cheesy, but God so loved the world that he what he gave he gave his he son gave. he gave the most precious yeah. thing you know person uh, to us because mm-hmm. he saw us as valuable enough to give his life for us. Mm-hmm. And so it was his idea. And not only is it just like Jesus, but it's present all throughout scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at Cain and Abel, even they're giving an offering to God. Wow. Um, you see it with when God establishes the nation of Israel and the Levites, the Levites don't even get plots of land, but they, they actually join with the other tribes and the other tribes give to the yeah, ministry yeah. of the Levites. He created a whole tribe that was fully dependent on other people's generosity to live and to do ministry. And, um, and then you just keep going. You see Jesus. Jesus had supporters. He had women that followed mm-hmm. him, that were disciples that invested in his ministry, right? Go women, Woo-woo! right? Go women. Um, <laughs> and, and he could he could have, and he did at times, pull, um, pull money out of the mouth of a fish to pay the temple tax. Wow. But, but more often than that, and we see that all through scripture, God uses interdependence over independence. He has wired us for interdependence that yeah. he chooses to provide for his people mm-hmm. through the generosity of his people. Okay. And he chooses to extend his generosity to the world through his people yeah. living right. and acting like him. And so, and then you see that with Paul and missions. And then even, you know, in heaven, we're going to lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus. Dang. Everything that we're rewarded, we're going to give back to him because ultimately, right. It's his to give and it's his yep. anyway. James says, everything that's good and perfect comes down to us from God, our father. And so if that's true, and, and then also in Psalms, it says the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all its people belong to him. So ultimately the money that we're given and the resources that we're given, they're not ours, they're God's yes, and good. we're here to steward them. And so we have these, if we have the heart of God, we, we're open-handed and we say, God, whatever I have, that's whether good. it's this house or this car or this, yeah. uh, this money or my life or whatever mm-hmm. it is, yeah, it's yours mm-hmm. to do with you want with what you want. And I just want to be obedient to whatever it is that you ask me to do. And sometimes we have those really cool experiences where there is a miraculous provision or a a moment, but um, often it's just a step of obedience and trusting that God knows what he's doing and that he wired us for this. And it's actually good for us to give because it was his idea. That's what you were talking about at the very beginning. It's Mm -hmm. more blessed to give than to receive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, that's, that's been the case for me. Um, Just like, I'm 
I'm super analytical, like mm-hmm. I'm a planner. Mm-hmm. I have always like, I'm, I'm, I love Dave Ramsey. Like I <laughs> yeah. think he's I, like, him. I could whoa, listen whoa, to whoa. it all the time. <laughs> uh, people just okay, laugh. Babe. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love Dave. Listen, we just, the last episode when we talked about student loans, we got all up in Dave Ramsey. Oh, I bet. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. I'm sure yeah. that you've touched yeah, on that a little good. bit. It was good. Um, but like, I, I'm a planner with finances. Like mm-hmm. I'm the type that is way more likely. And when we got together, I remember, it drove me crazy because Andrew was like <laughs> such a faith guy. He's like, God will provide. I'm like, yeah, but we should probably save. Yeah, right? but, like, but... That's probably be a good idea. I have, Keely, this is crazy. I have memories of growing up in church and missionaries would come through our church or people would come through ministering mm-hmm. and my, they would get to the offering part, right? The mm-hmm. part where everybody kind of clams yeah. up and my mom would get the checkbook out and write down a number and then just yeah. show it to my dad and my dad would just like roll his eyes like you gotta be kidding me that much and she would just be oh like oh my gosh I love your parents and, yeah, what do you think? <laughs> and give it and so I remember like watching my mom just yeah. show the, the that's mo- so stuff cool. to my dad my dad that's be like so cool. what? Yeah. it's like and the so slip like, of paper across the desk right <laughs> yeah so that and was my wiring it, it comes from my mom just yeah. now like, I, yeah. Do it. God will provide. We'll give it all away. Who cares? God, but so for me, yeah, <laughs> it drives me crazy. It makes I'm like me sick. I'm like, okay, yeah, but but we got to save somewhere, right? And so there's a balance. I will advocate for a balance. But um, I think that the biggest thing that giving has done for me is it's forced me out of my own dependence. Like That's good. the reality is, is I give. You know, like tithing is less about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's less about God needing our money and more about God needing our hearts, you know, like, cause the reality is when I trust him and it's the same with tithing, it's the same with Sabbath. Like there are principles all over scripture Mm -hmm. that say like, God, I'm trusting you to do with my 90% of my income Mm -hmm. or 85 or whatever you choose to give, you know, Mm -hmm. 95, whatever, but I'm trusting you to do with my 90% more than I could do with a hundred percent. And it's this thing of like, in my life, what I found is that like, you know, Andrew, we had to meet in the middle, like he's, he would love to give it all away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like he's met in the middle and been like, okay, yeah, maybe that's not wise. Like we'll save a little yeah. bit. Um, <laughs> and so like, we've met in the middle, but it's been cool because like by being pushed outside of my comfort zone in the yeah. area of giving and giving more than I would have naturally given, I've seen God come through and I've seen yeah. the ways that it's changed my heart. Like mm-hmm. when I, I was, pr- I probably would have been the type to like check my budget all the time, yeah. check, you you know, check my bank account, things like yeah. that. And, and what's cool is that it's like, and there's nothing wrong with that, but right. I think I would have, I think I would have been a person that was kind of controlled by money That's good. because I, I could, you know, and yes. it's like, as I give it to God, it doesn't have a hold on me. Like right. there are moments that God asks me to give and it's uncomfortable. Don't get me wrong. I don't like it. Like I said mm-hmm. earlier, like mm-hmm. my initial reaction is like, no, I don't want to, no. but like I trust him when I trust him, when I choose to trust mm-hmm. him, um, I realize it works out and, yeah. and he works it out. And what I've seen is that's transferred to other pieces of my life. Like mm-hmm. I remember, um, for me in parenthood, like with our first, with our first kiddo, we had some like issues go on. And like, yeah. and I remember the doctor being like, Hey, there's a 50, 50 chance that this kid's going to make it, uh, while I'm pregnant, I'm like barely pregnant, you know? And, and I'm just like, Lord, how do I deal with this? And, and learning to trust. And I'm like, there are other people whose stories, that's not the case. There are other people yeah. who have walked different paths. And so I'm not saying that like, I believed and therefore God saved. It was more <laughs> of like, 
I trust you. Like I'm learning to trust you because I've seen you come through and it's kind of like a muscle. Like you have to flex that muscle of trust. And, and there are ways, there are situations like when you're wondering if your kid's going to be okay, when you're worrying about anxiety, you know, over like, is my husband going to die? Like, am I going to lose my job in the middle of COVID? Mm -hmm. Like that's a big step of faith. That's, that's like lifting a, you know, like a, a, bar, like a bar Barbell. plus 45s mm-hmm. on each mm-hmm. side, you know, mm-hmm. like that's a big mm-hmm. lift. Right. Yeah. But a lot of times we've never actually trained the smaller lift. We've never trained the smaller muscles. Um, and to me, giving is one of those things that has helped to train my trust in God. You know, mm-hmm. like I start with giving, you know, the 10% and then it's like, Hey, let's increase it a little bit. Let's do a little bit more than 10%. And then it's like, Oh, but God, but what about our finances? You know? And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, but I trust you. Mm-hmm. And as I see that it works out, it, it helps me to, to be able to hand some of those bigger things of life, um, over. And so like, yeah. whatever that is for you, start learning to trust God. Maybe for you, the finances is the really big one. Right. Um, but start with $10 a month, start with $5 a month, start with, start with something yes. and then work your way up and, and see the ways that God is faithful yeah. uh, to take care of it. Because when yeah. we trust things, like there's a, there's a verse in second Timothy that says, I know the one in whom I trust God. Mm-hmm. And I know that he will guard that, which I've entrusted to him until the day mm-hmm. of his return. Like Good. I know who I trust and I know that you'll take care of the things that I give to you. Um, even though that doesn't always look the way we think yeah. or want, right? Like I'm not prosperity gospeling saying everything's going to be perfect when you give money away. But what I am saying is that God will be there for you yeah. no matter what happens, but we have to learn to trust him. Yeah. And that's been huge for me. I wouldn't have experienced some of this stuff and some of the, the walks of learning to trust God without giving because giving mm-hmm. for me was one of those things. Yeah. Um, of it's a stability thing. Like mm-hmm. my stability's gone. My like, you know, um, I, I, I don't have a, you know, like this huge 401k built up, you know, or yeah. whatever, like, yeah. like what? to me, yeah. that sense of security and stability would have come from money yep. and learning and giving that away That's to God so has helped good. me to trust him differently. That is so good. Dang. That's good. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I don't want to preach again, but no, I do I love it. just sort of do feel <laughs> sense that like, when Jesus said, you, you can't serve both God and money, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to hate, you're going to hate one yep. and you're going to love one. You're going to love one. You're going to despise the other. And I think yep. that, um, you, you mentioned it, it's the freedom, yep. you know, like when, and, and money, and the, I mean, Jesus also said where your treasure is or where your heart be also your mm-hmm. heart for whatever reason, money and, and like our affections are sort of yeah. linked in a way yeah. that's yeah. very different than a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, he, <laughs> he wants us to be free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wants us to be free. That's and good. if we will walk in that, that generosity, we will discover that it is more blessed to give than to receive. We'll discover that like, mm-hmm. as we've given of our time, as we've given of our money, mm-hmm. as we, whatever, mm-hmm. it's like, I have, I have more of Jesus. Like we're, mm-hmm. we're being conformed to his nature and his character when we give. And so yep. we have more of him. We are more like him and therefore mm-hmm. we're more free and we're mm-hmm. more full um, mm-hmm. and fulfilled um, yeah. just because of we're walking like he does. Yeah, you know, it's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. And I think that I would add to like money is not inherently evil. 
Money is not inherently good or inherently evil. Like we, we are missionaries, right? You kind of always have this stereotype of like missionaries usually wear turtlenecks and long (laughs) skirts, right? And then they also, yeah, they have their hair in a bun and they also like live off of food stamps, right? Like that's that's, no, no. Okay. And so like, I'm not like there, no, A, so that's not true. And then B, like we have a savings account. We save towards retirement. Yes. We're smart with our money. It's not like we're, wow. you know, like, oh, we give it all away. Like, no, that's not wise either. Like, right. but, but I will say that money in our world, especially in our culture is stability. It is security. It, it is. is identity. It is. When we're yes. able to buy the right clothes, the right car. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. think the reason that money is talked about a lot in scripture and the reason that this is something God asks of us is because he knows it's okay. something that can replace him in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so I would just say, like, if bad. you're like sitting here feeling condemned, like, oh, I'm evil for having a savings <laughs> account, please don't think that. That's no. not true. But I do think there's this, there is this tie of money is one of the things that can take God's place in our lives because it can help us to provide for ourselves mm-hmm. and not actually when, yeah. need him he he needs to provide for us yeah that's yeah. it and the scripture that i said in the beginning that proverbs 28 27 i love that one because it's like what you're saying you know like if you yeah. feel like you are struggling with want 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 i want this yeah. i want this i want more money i want this i want that and you're like how do i tackle this how do i get this sin out of my heart this want 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 give <laughs> give yeah. and it doesn't have to necessarily be give money it doesn't have give your time, give your resources, give your, a room in your house, right? Give your car, give whatever Mm -hmm. you feel like you're consumed in yourself. Start to give because then it, it literally turns your brain around. It turns your heart around and think, okay, this isn't about me. This isn't about what I want. When you start that relationship in giving, it's just, it's, it's the craziest thing how we get so tied up with, I don't think I can because I won't be able to blank. I can't do that because, because I won't, then I won't be able to blank, survive, um, pay my bill, um, whatever it is. And we get so hung up on that because Satan wants us to think that Mm -hmm. Satan wants Mm -hmm. us to think that. But when we start just kind of unclenching our fists from that, you really start to not want. Yeah. I don't, I don't want that for me. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't, I don't need that. I don't need that. And you start to turn your brain to God. What do you want? What do you need? Where do I need to be? Where do I need to give? Where do I need to, to go? And so I love that. Yeah. It's good. I love that. Okay. Well, you know, we're just over here preaching and I don't know (laughs) if anybody's taking notes, but gosh, dang, you better be. I'm just kidding. Okay. So, um, where has the Lord shown up in giving for you guys? Yeah. So I think the first answer to that question for us as missionaries is literally every month when we're able to put food on the table, we yes. are reminded, <laughs> we're reminded that there are dozens, if not hundreds at this point of, of people or people mm-hmm. that are represented by families that make sacrifices every single month to give to what God yeah. is doing at TCU. Yeah. So we see the fruit of Love giving it. every month when we put shoes on our kids' feet, right? When we, yeah. when we get so to eat some cool. Thai food, Jesus yes. is providing for, <laughs> for us. And so, uh, and, it, and it's just a testament to that interdependence yeah. that like so God, cool. like we, we are not entitled to what our supporters, mm-hmm. our partners have. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And ultimately like God is our source, yeah. not them, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. at the same time, he is using them to provide for us. Right. It's just really precious, special thing. So, yeah. 
I mean, that is, uh, you know, the Lord shows up all the time for us. And, and yeah, I, I would so say, good. you know, church pastors probably feel the same way. The people that you give to, you know, like we get to, we get to sort of walk in this really cool reflection of God's faithfulness mm-hmm. and love mm-hmm. um, for for those that are generous. Yeah. 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 And I think sometimes people have kind of been like, oh man, that must be hard being a missionary uh, in terms of finances. And and honestly, it's kind of like, it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is, it has its points that are difficult, but at the same time, I think that it's, for me, it set me free from the bonds of money. Like That's good. I have to trust, like I That's have good. to. Um, and, and I think that it's like, I, it set me free from like, I, there's nothing I can do to get more yeah. or less, really. Like, you know, right. like if, if someone decides not to give, they decide not to give. Okay. Um, but uh, I, we have, there's two really cool stories that I'll yeah. share with you. Um, so one was recent, you know, like COVID, like, so yeah. the way that our, our, our money works, our income works is like people pledge to give, you know, like $10, $50, $100 a month or something like that. People, mm-hmm. churches, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they give to us monthly and, and that's how we get our income. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so COVID starts, people start losing their jobs, stuff is shutting down and it's like, <laughs> Hey, hi. Just What's going to check happen? in, you know, like we have no idea. Doing? Like, yeah, what happens when you lose your job? Like they yeah. can't give, right? Yeah. Um, they have to put food on the table or whatever, which we totally mm-hmm. understand. But we're mm-hmm. kind of in this place of like, Lord, what in the world is going to happen? Like mm-hmm. we have no idea. Um, and, and what was crazy is like in that season, as it's just starting, as people are just starting to lose jobs, all this stuff, I remember the Lord put it on our heart to give to some friends that had lost their jobs. And mm-hmm. we were like, but but God, don't you get that we might lose money? Like, you know, like, it's, you know, you do that check of like, hey, are you aware, God? And he's like, yeah, no, I know. Um, but it was so, like, so we, you know, like, we, we prayed about it and we're like, yeah, I think we need to do it. And so we gave to them kind of in this act of faith of like, hey, we don't know what our future is going to be like, but we yeah. know that right now we have this and we can yeah. give and God's asking us to, so we're going to respond. Um, and, uh, and it was really, a, it was that trust thing. It's like, am I going to trust Lord that you can do that? Yeah. It was so cool because like two weeks later, I think, um, these, we ended up getting a check in the mail and someone was like, Hey, I just felt like God wanted me to give this to you. And it was the exact amount that we gave to our friends, like the literal to the dollar exact. And I'm like, I open it and I'm like crying, you know, cause it just was like this thing of like, and there were like two or three things in a row mm-hmm. that same week mm-hmm. where people thought of us, where God put people, put us on people's hearts and they gave. And it was like God saying to us in this season mm-hmm. of like, we're like, Lord, are we going to be able to make ends meet? Yeah. And yeah. it was just like God saying like, when you trust me, I'm trustworthy. You know what I mean? Like I'm trustworthy. Just trust me. And so it was so powerful and so cool and and helped us to just erase any of that, like fear of it, you know? Um, So that was super cool. There was also this really cool summer last summer um, (laughs) where, and if you're a homeowner, you know, (laughs) I mean, you know, we had a summer where literally (laughs) every breath. Who's the landlord? This guy sucks. Oh, right? <laughs> Come on. Where's this landlord at? But everything broke, dude. Like it was insane. So like we're Dave Ramsey in it, you know, like we're Dave Ramsey. We're like, we've got our emergency fund. Look at us with our savings account. And then all of a sudden last summer happens. And like, I mean, it starts off with a tree, like splitting and falling on our house. 
And it's like, I mean, like it's, it's ridiculous, just completely audacious. What the costs of things as a homeowner, like you're like, it costs costs how much to fix that? Like, are you kidding me? me It's crazy. So like, it's, you know, and we're just like, it's, it feels like it's making it rain. So like the tree breaks, like that'll be like $1,700 to take down that huge tree. I'm like, it's a tree. You're a liar. Right. (laughs) So, and then it's like, um, I think in that same, within a one month, I think it was literally one month to six weeks. Uh, The tree fell on our house. Which um, broke the fence. Which broke the fence, which also (laughs) tore up like a concrete retaining wall that keeps our house from flooding when it rains. Have you Um, read the book if you give a mouse a cookie? It literally, it was it. Like, I mean, our toilet floods in one of our rooms. It's never flooded, messed up the carpet. Our washer goes out. Our oven goes out. Our fridge goes out. Like, I'm talking like... thousands of dollars worth of repairs and it's like and it's not stuff that you can just like limp yeah stuff that's like this has there's a tree on the house like it has to go um and so we were just like cool we had savings and now we have nothing um but it was crazy so andrew's out like working on this retaining wall like pouring concrete with his dad and someone knocks on our door this guy this business owner in town that literally hadn't given to our ministry in like three years like he just kind of he gave for a yeah. season and then he, he didn't and he knocks on our door and I'm like oh hi what's going on and he's like I just feel like God wanted me to give you this and he hands us like a multi like a few thousand dollars worth of check like this huge check and it's like out of nowhere like haven't heard from this guy in three years in the middle of our summer from Hades as he's like, yeah. <laughs> as he's fixing the fence and doing all this stuff like walks up and gives us like this huge check and it just was like another one of those times that it's just like god was like i've got you like stop stressing it's okay it's just stuff you know and uh and it was like it was so encouraging and and like god that's not always the case like sometimes i want to yeah i want to tell two stories yes please do really quickly so so those are both really sexy and really awesome (laughs) and crazy oh lord here we go um (laughs) I, I was at a, I was visiting another ca- uh, campus ministries worship mm-hmm. service, and I was actually standing outside of the worship service, not really paying attention to what was happening inside the room. But I sort of, as I was talking and listening to someone else talk to me, which I guess I wasn't listening, but I was hearing the person who was leading worship, who was the campus pastor there, talk about someone had given away their AirPods or had sold their AirPods. You know, mm-hmm. the, yeah, the things yeah, they're the cool expensive. Things. Um, the cool things that kids wear. Yeah, they look yeah. like aliens. Yeah, yeah. Snapper snappers. So they they had sold they had sold the AirPods, I think, so that they could pay for a friend to go on a mission trip. So somebody oh, had done kids. something super generous. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not really paying attention. I had been given some AirPods as a gift um, uh-huh. at a pastor's conference, so that was pretty cool. But I'm yeah. just hanging out, whatever. I'm going to be back down uh, in College Station. This is where this happened. I'm just going to be back down there. I'm praying. I'm seeking the Lord. I'm just hanging out with Jesus in the car. And the Lord impresses on my heart, you need to give your AirPods to the person who gave away the AirPods. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go to the pastor. I'm like, hey, here's these AirPods. And he's like, what are you, what are you giving this to me for? Is it because you said you gave them away or that you sold yours? And he's like, that wasn't me. That was a student in our ministry. And, and I was like, well, God wants him to have these. And I didn't want to do it. I really enjoyed the AirPods. And this but I nice did. Gift that and I get gave this, me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, God. why would I do that? But um <laughs> the kid texts me later and he's like, Oh, you know, God did for him that thing, you know, where he, yeah. he stepped out in faith 
and the Lord helped me, you know, be a part of that. And and listen, yeah. the the anticlimactic thing is nothing's happened. Yeah. <laughs> I have I had to go to Five <laughs> Below and buy some, you know, that store everything's less than five dollars and buy some Bluetooth AirPod, Air, you know, fake mm-hmm. fake pods. Yeah. They're awful. <laughs> nothing's happened. But I know what God did in this guy's life. Right. And, and That's if I good. never get it, Oh, so good. what you know like yeah you know, it's a, another one because you you mentioned giving a room in your house yeah so we had a student we haven't done this in a long time because we found out later we're not supposed to but oh. so <laughs> we had a student that over the summer one summer lived lived with us yeah. for like two months he was taking some summer classes he stayed at our house he paid rent mm-hmm. um yeah. but he, we let him use our car to get back and forth from school and stuff like that um his name's tyler he's a wonderful man of god um. he's also black and so um, we did not know how many cultural differences we did not know about. That's amazing, too. And we did not know the difference, the yeah. differences in, but we, we loan him this room, um, or we rent, rent him this room for these couple months. And uh, it was a stretch for us. It was weird for our, yeah. our, you know, it was weird, just a different dynamic in the house. And yeah. um, we had family come in at the same time, and yeah. they didn't have a room to stay in because mm-hmm. he's here, yeah. you know, and... Um, but everybody loved Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what's crazy is, so this has nothing to do with money. We didn't make any money off of him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, God, in this season, that all this insanity is happening with racial tensions mm-hmm. and all of this stuff, I got to spend two months. Right. We got to spend two months in real family yeah. with mm-hmm. Tyler in our house Dude. and learn things about what our black brothers and sisters are going through that we yeah. never would have yeah. known or seen or whatever, yeah. all because we were, we really felt like we, we need to be obedient yeah. to the Lord and let him have a place to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is forever ago from when all this is happening. I mean, this, oh, is, yeah, like, this is six years all, ago. Six years yeah, ago. Six yeah, years ago. And now time. you're like, Oh Lord, thank you. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. wow. Like we know we get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's good. And so, that's so good. you know, we did something that was weird and hard and, mm-hmm. and was a stretch for us. And we mm-hmm. gave, I guess our, our space comfort, yeah. you know, yeah. or whatever, yeah. but God, I had no idea what God was going to do and the way that he was going to use that. And he's that's just good. a precious brother. And yeah. Yeah. And we've learned so much from him. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like I would say that, one thing that I would really encourage you on, like, is if God's ever prompting you to give, if God's ever prompting you the to Lord's do something about to speak, like that. Because I was about to say something. You go ahead, girl. You go ahead. <laughs> but uh, just, you have no idea what God's doing behind the scenes. Like, mm-hmm. you have no idea, like, even little things, like, you know, a thing here and there, or coffee, or like, you yeah. know, things like that, that you, you literally have no idea. And, and you could be used by God super powerfully for someone you might you might end up knowing about it you might not like um it might be something really cool like our story it might be something kind of like andrews where it's like well we didn't nothing happened i just gave away my airpods like super cool thanks god um but the reality is like god wants to use us in each other's lives he wants to use us in each other's stories and he can pull a coin out of a fish's mouth but he'd rather use us to bless one another to reach one another and uh and what a privilege to be along for the ride in this thing Mm -hmm. of the kingdom like Mm -hmm. this thing you know where it's like you know when god asks you to stop and pray for someone in a store when he stops when he asks you for something like that like do it see what he has in store i read i just finished reading a book and she talked about um delayed obedience is disobedience and if you're not going to do what god is asking to you do 
asking you to do right now, it's not like he's mad at you and he's going to give up on you, but there's a reason he's asking you to do that right now. Mm -hmm. We have no idea what his intentions are. Sometimes we have no idea how he's going to move. Um, but if we don't do what he's asking us to do right now, that's still disobedience. Even Mm -hmm. if you say, okay, well I'll give later or you know what I will, um, do what he's asking me to do, give in some way, whatever way there's not just money, you know, tomorrow or the next day, or just give me five minutes. That's still disobedience because he's asking you to do that right now. And if you didn't even do, even if the AirPod story is like, "Eh." but if you didn't do that at that moment, you know, say a month went by and you were like, you know what, here, get, it wouldn't, I feel like that impact wouldn't have been the same as, Hey, I need to do this right now because the Lord was already moving in his heart at that moment, very fresh. And so giving that to him was, Oh my God, it's just, um, affirmation, you know, like, okay, God, you asked me to do it and and you're here. So I think, yeah, being obedient and having a relationship with his people and with him is the goal, you know, I think that's just the goal there. So if, if it reflects the heart of Jesus, whenever Mm -hmm. he's in the garden and he says, not my will, but your will be done right now, Mm -hmm. right now. (laughs) right I don't, I don't know what if he'd have delayed a day or two you know and not been obedient wow. to the father what would it look like right now but but yeah. the ultimate sacrifice that that move of giving mm-hmm. generously of his life for yeah. us mm-hmm. how could we not respond with whatever it is that he asks yeah what he's given us is so much more than the cars and the home yep. and the whatever we have yes. you know even the savings and the 401k right like Good. He moved in obedience and gave generously of mm-hmm. himself mm-hmm. and, uh, and everything we have is from him. And so like, let's have that same mentality that when the Lord says move, we'd say not my will, but yours mm-hmm. with yeah. my money, with my life, with my time, with my everything because yeah. he's worthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would add too, like Jesus was weeping. He was not excited about that. No, he was not excited. And I think that that's the reality is that sometimes it'll feel fun. Sometimes it'll feel mm-hmm. like an adventure to give yeah. of yourself, of your time, mm-hmm. of your money, whatever. Sometimes it'll feel like getting on your cross, you know, like yeah. of, of crucifying yourself daily. And, and the reality is every time that every time that we crucify ourselves, every time we do something that we don't really want to do because we know mm-hmm. God's asking it of us every time we look a little more like Jesus. Yeah. Goal. If you're following it's Jesus, that's the goal is to learn to look like him, to learn to hear his voice, to learn mm. to be obedient to him. And so just know in those moments that it's easy and fun, that's so awesome. And you're experiencing mm-hmm. a really fun side of God. And it's in the seasons that it's hard and difficult. Like there is purpose. Yeah. God never makes something hard just to make it hard. Mm-hmm. He's doing it to, to fix something in your heart, to, to, to have some piece of your flesh of yourself die so that he can be made more like alive and more glorified in you. Yes. And so just know that like, it's not always easy. And, and we would be lying if we said it was always easy. Like, there's so many fights about finances. Like, I don't want to give that much. He's like, well, I feel like we should. I'm like, well, does Jesus talk to you or me or what? Cause we have different numbers. You know what I mean? Like it's not always awesome, yes. but, uh, but it is, obedience and, yeah. and that's what god calls us stuff yeah calls of us yeah that's good that's so good i love it i love it so tell me some things tell us some things that we can be praying for you guys for um, i surprised you that wasn't on the list <laughs> surprise we, hopefully with some prayer be, yeah hopefully we would be prepared for this right yeah. <laughs> um 
we're in the middle of this insanity that is COVID. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. We still, and but this didn't take God by surprise. Yeah. And he wasn't unaware of what was going to happen. Maybe we have some. My church, ahead. I'm going to tell you this, my church this past Sunday, one of the guys that was welcoming, he was doing an introduction and he said, you know what, I'm hearing this new normal, new normal, new normal. And he's like, I know that's driving some people nuts and the unprecedented times and all this <laughs> stuff. And he's like, you know what, before COVID, we were loving people. Uh, we were showing up for the church and we were making disciples. During COVID, guess what? We're showing mm. up. We're loving people. We're making disciples. Yeah. There's no, there's no new here. We're doing the same thing. We're yeah. doing the same thing. So yeah. if you get stressed on this new normal, new normal, well, guess what? We're still doing that. You're still reaching yeah. people. Are you still reaching? Yes. You're still reaching students. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead, sorry. Yeah. No, that's go. good. That's good. exactly right. And and one of the coolest parts of what we get to do is we don't just do the ministry, but we empower others. We empower students to do it, mm -hmm. to, to take responsibility for the call of God and the mission of God. And we have a handful of students that are just precious mm -hmm. women of God and, and men as well that are, are taking up that charge to make disciples. And I would just say, pray for them. Mm -hmm. Pray for us as we lead them and pastor them and then pray for them that they would not grow weary in doing good, yeah. that yeah. they would not give in to the temptation to slack off or, or just be frustrated or anxious because yeah. it's a thing, you know, um, yeah. it would be very understandable. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then pray too that the Lord would, uh, I mean, we're probably a few weeks away, week or two, maybe away from our campus shutting down and going fully <laughs> virtual just because of the nature we're of pretty sure. I mean, yeah. could be wrong, but, but just you know. we the Lord's really because of this season, people's hearts are hungry for community. Amen. They're hungry for Amen. something that matters for eternity. Whether they realize it or not, they're hungry for things that have eternal value. And so we've had this like wave of students um, come in, even just wow. We haven't even met. Like they just get on our website or our social media wow. or whatever. And we want, we're just praying, God, would you solidify these brother and sister relationships? Would you solidify this conviction in this moment to uh, invest in something that is of eternal value mm -hmm. and these relationships so much so that mm. if they do have to go back virtual and they do scatter all over the country, which TCU is a national school, over 50% of our students are from other states. Yeah. So when they do scatter, that that brother and sisterhood would be strong enough that it, they would stick, that they would yeah. stay in discipleship relationships, that we would be able to see four years from now, the fruit of even just a couple of weeks in person on campus that we were That's able so to see good. God do something incredible. Yeah. Um, so that, that would be something I would say. Anything you'd add? I think I would just add like figuring out how to be family amidst social distancing, mm -hmm, like it's mm -hmm. super weird, you know, like these, yep. these kids just these uh, it's mandated when they're on campus for them to be six feet apart radius, six foot radius with masks on at all times. And so Can it's I just like say something <laughs> Jesus washed stinky feet. <laughs> yeah. He also hung out with people that had diseases. Yes. <laughs> And I don't really recall a mask. I don't really recall him standing six feet. I actually recall him being up like this. That is all I'm going to say. Please continue. I'm sorry. Preach. Yeah. But like just figuring out, like there's just this really weird line of even for us with our student leaders, like we, how do you love people? 
while mm-hmm. also respecting the authority over you. Yes. You know, true. like we're, yes. we're, we've been asked this of our campus and we're going to follow what campus right. is asking us. But yes. at the same time, I, I want to, I want these girls that are leading to know that I love them and I'm yeah. with them and I'm for them, even though by technically I'm not allowed to hug them right. on campus, you know, and so it's following like, the rules and yes. Yeah. And so just for that community piece, that mm-hmm. family piece of yes. like how, like that the love would shine through for the small group leaders to their small group members, for one another, for us mm-hmm. to our students mm-hmm. uh, in the mm-hmm. midst of the season where we're not able to like bring food. Like I'm yeah. we're technically yeah. not supposed to feed them at our house. Yeah. And so acts. it's like, I mean, how do you do acts? Right. right? <laughs> so, um, and you know, we're navigating that. We're yeah. Not, yeah, 100% yeah, yeah. following everything but we're trying our best to follow gotcha. what we can gotcha. and uh but at the same time just kind of yeah that like that there would still be and the believers met together they broke bread together they mm-hmm. you know like they mm-hmm. were a family and community that's our goal mm-hmm. and um and trying to do that amidst mm-hmm. face masks and distancing is hard so just kind of yes and yeah and yeah. boxes and in the computers right? yeah yes the heck? So, yeah those okay two things. all right Okay, guys. Well, I've so much enjoyed you guys. And, you know, I was telling these guys before we hit record, um, when I started having the thoughts of, of creating a podcast, one, I have no idea what I'm doing. But two, I thought, you know what? I feel like the Lord's asked me to do this. I'm going to do it and be obedient. And he's going to show up. And, yes. you know, I was praying, God, who can I bring on? These are literally the first people that I thought of. I thought, you know what? If anything, I want a microphone to these guys. I want to use any platform, whatever my platform looks like. I want it to reflect um, ministries. I want it to reflect businesses. I want it to reflect hearts. I want it to reflect people who are serving the Lord. And you guys were on the top of my list. So I'm so glad that I have you guys here and you're going to be here again and again and again, because you have so much wisdom with so many things. And so, um, I'm excited to have you guys on again. Um, y'all are like, Oh, okay. Um, so (laughs) that's, that's going to happen. Um, but I'm, (laughs) I'm just glad that we got to tackle this giving topic. And, you know, if you're listening right now and, and at the beginning of this, you were just unsure. And I hope listening to this just really maybe defrosted your heart a little bit on giving, or, you know, maybe you feel called to give. And I would love, my heart would love to be for you to start praying to God ways you can give. And if mm-hmm. it's your finances, that would be amazing. Um, listen, I, I just, I can't, I don't know how else to put something in front of you to say, Hey, give to these people, give to these people, (laughs) give to this ministry. I don't know how else to make this as easy as possible for you. But if you're listening and you're saying, well, how can I give? I don't know. These people, these people, give to these people. I don't know how to make this easy for you. Um, and so look these guys up. You can look them up. They're on Facebook. These guys are on Facebook. Um, you guys put out an amazing newsletter. Um, get in, plugged in with these guys. They will send you a newsletter that just tells you everything that's going on um, on their campus and in their ministry. So they've got ways that you can get connected with them. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we, love I, we love you guys so much. And we are so blessed by your wisdom and so blessed by your friendship. And um, yeah, so thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank thanks you, so Julie. much for having us. This was fun. Thanks for, thanks for listening. Whoever made it to the end of this. Thanks <laughs> for listening it. to us. Yeah, we, we appreciate it. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for hanging out with us. And we will hopefully, we'll see you soon. Yeah. 
Thanks for listening today. I hope this episode was just what you needed. If you're a lady friend, go find us on Facebook, The First Cup Group. We'd love to have you there. We'd love for you to grow in our community with us. We hope that you have a great day and come back and see us soon. Bye, guys. Thank you.